Welcome to the Creative Pen Podcast. I'm Joanna Penn, thriller author and creative entrepreneur, bringing you interviews, inspiration and information on writing, publishing options and marketing ideas for your book. You can find the episode show notes, your free author blueprint and lots more information at thecreativepen.com and that's pen with a double n. And here's the show. Hello creatives, I'm Joanna Penn and this is episode number 640 of the podcast and it is Thursday the 11th of August 2022 as I record this. In today's epic in between I'm talking about selling books direct with Shopify and specifically my minimum viable store approach. I'll go through what is selling direct and why sell direct, why I switched from Payhip to Shopify, why a separate store, creativepenbooks.com, instead of WooCommerce within my existing websites, why Shopify rather than Kickstarter, the minimum viable store approach, software and integrations, what else do you need, options for drop shipping print on demand books with Lulu Direct and or bookvault.app, and why I made the choice I did. How does the money work? What are the costs? How do I get paid? What about sales tax or VAT? How long does the setup take? What about support issues? How time consuming is it? What about marketing? How do you get traffic to your store? What are my future plans for the store? Are direct sales for you? And how to get free books if you buy direct from me and where to find help if you need it. You can find my store at creativepenbooks.com and linked pretty much everywhere all over my websites now. This episode is sponsored by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much, patrons. If you find the podcast useful, you can support the show at patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the creative pen, and you'll get discounts on my books and products. Plus, you can ask your questions in my private monthly Q&A. And in fact, if you have questions about this episode, that would be the best way. Right, let's get into it. Selling books direct with Shopify. The minimum viable store approach. Imagine this. You write what you want, with no concern of how an algorithm will treat your release. You're in control of the site and your sales pages, with no other ads on your page to distract potential readers. You release your books in multiple formats direct to your readers and listeners, You don't have to store and ship books since they are printed on demand and sent straight to the buyer. Customer service for ebooks and audiobooks are even taken care of by the wonderful team at BookFunnel. The customer receives a fantastic product and you get money in your bank account within a day or two, or even within the hour. You also get the customer's name, email and address, as well as details about what they bought and when, so you can foster an ongoing relationship. You can expand your store into different kinds of products through other print-on-demand services. Merchandise related to your books, other formats like workbooks, journals and special editions, online courses, audio extras, coaching, whatever else you want to sell. Over time, you build up traffic to your store, and that effort compounds, so you start to make sales every day on a site you control. 
You still publish on other platforms and third-party stores, but now you're truly an independent author. That's the dream. And after more than a decade as a full-time author-entrepreneur, I feel like I have taken a giant step closer to it by building my direct store, creativepenbooks.com, on the Shopify platform. So let's get into the details. What is Selling Direct? Selling Direct encompasses many different options, but essentially it's you, the author, interacting with readers or listeners on your own platform and selling your books and other products in various formats. It usually involves making more profit per sale, getting paid faster and retaining customer data. It can be as varied as Kickstarter for a limited edition series of books, as Brandon Sanderson famously did with his $41 million campaign. It can be an author selling their hand-bound zine at a local craft fair, or more usually in the indie community, it's selling ebooks and audiobooks through platforms like Payhip or developed stores like Shopify or plug-in systems like WooCommerce. It is part of the ethos of publishing wide, which means not being exclusive to any specific retailer. But of course, you can choose publishing options by book, by series, by author name and by format. Many wide authors choose different options for different books over time. Selling direct doesn't mean you are only selling on your store, unless you want to. You can publish wide everywhere else as well as selling on your store, and customers can get your books from their favourite store or from the library or wherever they get books. However, you might decide to have direct-first and or direct-only products to encourage buyers. I sold How to Write a Novel direct for a month, although from the 13th of August 2022, it will be available on all stores in all the usual formats. However, my How to Write a Novel workbook is only available on my store, creativepenbooks.com, and you're going to know that very well by the end of this. To be clear, you need to own and control your intellectual property rights in order to sell direct. If you have signed a contract with a publisher for digital rights or ebook and or audiobook rights, you cannot sell your ebooks and audiobooks direct. If you have signed a contract for paperback or hardback or whatever else, you cannot sell your books direct unless you clear that with your publisher or your contract has specific exclusions like it's country specific or that kind of thing. Check your contract, basically. Also, if you have opted into KDP Select for ebooks or signed an exclusive contract with ACX for audio, you cannot sell those ebooks and audiobooks direct. And that includes box sets if you have opted in for the individual books. Some KU authors are now releasing ebooks direct first on their own store, then withdrawing them and putting them in KU after the initial sales. Remember, as an independent author, you are in control. You get to choose what's right for your book and your author business. So why sell direct? The main reasons for selling direct are creative and financial freedom. You have the freedom to create and sell whatever you like, whenever you like, without fear of the platform owner changing the rules or shifting the algorithm or covering your sales page with ads for other books or deciding they don't want to publish your book. 
You make more money per sale and faster money per sale. It's in your bank account immediately or within a few days instead of months. You control the site and the customer experience and you also retain customer data with the caveat that you abide by all the relevant anti-spam and data protection laws. It's also getting easier. The pandemic accelerated the adoption of online sales from niche stores, so customers are much happier to buy from authors and creatives and not just on the big brand websites. In fact, many customers choose to support their favourite creators directly and understand that buying direct helps the authors they love. And of course, thank you to all of you who are buying direct from me. Some customers even seek out alternative ways to buy rather than using big brand stores because they want to support a more diverse creative and publishing ecosystem. I frequently get emails asking me for my links for books and other products because people want to buy from me and make sure I get a bigger share of the revenue than the big brands. But let's be clear, I love the publishing industry and the companies that enable us to sell our books to as wide an audience as possible, including many who support this podcast. I buy books in multiple formats from multiple places online and off, and I also borrow them from subscription programs. I also appreciate you buying or borrowing my books in any way you choose. It's not about limiting your options, it's about expanding them. I want the entire industry to thrive, but every company is looking out for their own profits first, and selling direct means I get to look out for mine before giving the other stores a cut of sales. Why I switched from Payhip to Shopify I've been selling ebooks, audiobooks, and online courses since I started online in 2008. I began with simple WordPress password-protected pages with PayPal payments. Then I moved to eJunkie and then Cells for selling PDFs, videos and ebooks until the EU digital tax law in 2018 made things more complicated. I moved to Payhip once they started to process EU tax on behalf of sellers and integration with BookFunnel made things easier in terms of delivery and customer service for digital products. So until July 2022, I used Payhip for ebooks and audiobooks, as well as Teachable for my courses at thecreativepen.com forward slash learn and Society6 for merchandise like my creative branded mugs. And I still have that store at society6.com and that's the number six forward slash the creative pen as ever extensive links in the show notes. So I've been making direct sales almost every day for years now, but I have always thought that selling print books direct would be a huge pain, so I focused on digital only. My business principles include freedom of time and location, so I didn't want to have boxes of books in my house or be concerned about shipping and all its associated difficulties. Then, in March 2022, I heard author Katie Cross on the Six Figure Authors podcast talking about using Shopify with print-on-demand. It answered a lot of my questions about the process, and Katie kindly answered more questions personally and also came on the show a few months ago to discuss it here. Check out her books at katiecrossbooks.com. I also spoke to patrons of the show, Shaw and Morgana Best, who both helped with other technical questions. Morgana also came on the 
podcast earlier this week, in fact, as I record this, to talk about her book, Stop Making Others Rich, How Authors Can Make Bank Selling Direct, which I definitely recommend you get if you're interested in this. Check out her store and you can buy the book direct at morganabest.com. Through all this, I learned that drop shipping print-on-demand books was not an issue after all. You can use Lulu Direct and or bookvault.app to integrate with your Shopify or WooCommerce store, and they will print and ship books for you. Once I discovered this, I decided to investigate the idea of a store in more detail. To be clear, Payhip is a fantastic solution for selling direct if you want to sell primarily digital products with minimal setup and minimum fuss with EU digital taxes handled for you. I still recommend it and I have a tutorial for setting it up with BookFunnel at thecreativepen.com forward slash tutorial and it's probably fine for most people. But Payhip is limited in its functionality in terms of design and also integrations. So if you want multiple brands, multiple products and integration with dropshipping print-on-demand, then Shopify or WooCommerce are the way to go. The Shopify app store means you have almost unlimited options. Whatever you want to sell or develop, you will likely be able to find an app for that. So you can build out a much bigger ecosystem than the smaller stores like Payhip allow for. Why a separate site, creativepenbooks.com, and not a WooCommerce plugin or equivalent on my main websites? Some authors use WooCommerce as a plugin on their existing website, which means they can offer sales from their site without clicking over to another store. Much of the same functionality applies, and given the amount of traffic I get on the creativepen.com, it might have made sense to do it that way. But I have a few reasons for using a separate store website. First of all, the creativepen.com is old. <laughs> Seriously, in web terms, it's old. I first built it in 2008, and although I have kept it as streamlined as possible, it has thousands of pages and posts and comments and media and lots of plugins, inevitably some old code. So I didn't want to burden it further by using WooCommerce as yet another suite of plugins on top of what I already have. I also have multiple websites for different aspects of my brands. The main ones are thecreativepen.com for Joanna Penn, jfpen.com for, yes, you guessed it, jfpen, and booksandtravel.page, which is around my jfpen, Joe Francis Penn brand. I also have curluppress.com for the licensing side. So if I went with WooCommerce, I would have to build it out on every site. But I want one single store across all my author brands, where there is no algorithm to worry about and customers can browse and buy across different facets of my creative world, which, let's face it, is ever-expanding. Right now at creativepenbooks.com, you can buy a JF Pen thriller, a creative self-help Joanna Pen book, or a mature sweet romance by my mum, Penny Appleton and it won't confuse any recommendation algorithm. I will be adding my pilgrimage memoir, merchandise and a whole load of new stuff in the coming months. More on that towards the end. I've spent years separating all my brands on my various websites, as well as on the third-party retailers under different names. This absolutely makes sense for those stores, 
which rely on their AI algorithms to surface appropriate books to browsers. And of course, I'm not changing any of that. That's all staying. This is extra. (laughs) But you might have noticed I am a multi-passionate creative. I write and create in all kinds of different ways, and I have felt increasingly hemmed in by the way we have to contort our creative selves to fit what the platforms want. A single store with links to everything I make with my intellectual property assets brings my creative offerings together in one place. Those who are interested in one type of book or product may find themselves discovering that I have much more to offer. I'm now directing traffic from all my other sites and social media platforms to (laughs) creativepenbooks.com and customers have the choice to shop for what they want. And since I will continue to publish on the other stores, they can buy and borrow wherever they like for whatever they like. Why Shopify rather than Kickstarter? Although, of course, they are not mutually exclusive. I made the decision to launch my store at the same time as launching my new non-fiction book, How to Write a Novel, which in hindsight was way too much work all at the same time. Tip, don't do that. (laughs) I originally intended to launch How to Write a Novel as a Kickstarter campaign and even went as far as creating a project plan and going through preliminary options with White Fox for Design, who were also on the show recently. Plus, I interviewed Monica Leonel and Brian Cohen about their Kickstarter campaigns. But I felt uneasy about using Kickstarter, an unease I have felt since the early days of crowdfunding. Although the model works well for many authors, it just doesn't suit me as a creator. I don't like launch energy. I don't like hype. I don't like being boxed in by promising something to people and then feeling like I have too many bosses waiting. I much prefer the long game and the evergreen availability of products underpinned by content marketing. A Kickstarter campaign is bounded by time, and all your energy has to go into making that campaign a success. Then, after you've fulfilled that one, you do it again. Repeated Kickstarters build an audience on their platform, and later campaigns can be more successful than earlier ones. It's a series of spike launches that you repeat, sometimes multiple times per year. Building a store is a very different project. It's a one-off setup, which takes time up front to get going, and then you incrementally add to it as you release books or expand into other products. It's more like a snowball rolling down the hill, getting bigger over time, which fits my preferred model of content marketing and slow build over years. So I have nothing against Kickstarter, and perhaps I might do one in the future, but I decided to launch How to Write a Novel direct on my own store with an evergreen model. The Minimum Viable Store If you begin to look into the possibilities of Shopify or WooCommerce, you quickly realise how powerful they can be. But that is both a blessing and a curse. Once I made the decision to build a store, I read some books on Shopify, I listened to podcasts, and I talked to authors already embedded in it who were further down the track. I browsed the Shopify app store and realised that there really is an app for anything you want. I quickly became overwhelmed. I'm also not someone who likes to follow online video tutorials for setting up software. I prefer to jump in and play with things. 
So I started a Shopify account thinking it would be easy enough since I've been doing my own WordPress for years. But of course, it's not like WordPress, so I had to learn a new system. But in my previous life, I spent 13 years as a business consultant, implementing the software package SAP into large and small companies across Europe and Asia Pacific. I specialised in accounts payable and banking. Fascinating. (laughs) And spent much of my time implementing and testing software. Those years taught me many things that have proved useful in my author life. And relevant here are two things that might also help you. First of all, keep software as standard as possible and future upgrades will be less painful and less expensive. I have done this with my WordPress website since 2008 and it has served me well and kept costs super low. And secondly, control the scope of the project. If you expand the scope, you will be in a lot of pain and may never finish. Bearing these principles in mind, I cut everything back to my initial project scope, which was launch a minimum viable store using the most basic aspects of Shopify. Products. I only set up ebooks, audiobooks, and paperbacks. No bundles, no large print, no hardbacks, no merch, no courses, no extras. I just wanted to replicate my Payhip store plus add the print-on-demand option for paperbacks and, of course, launch how to write a novel into the world. Setting up products, even this basic list, was the main bulk of my work, as I have a pretty substantial backlist at this stage with a lot of formats. I set up 134 different products of varying kinds, And then I needed to test all the integration so that once a customer bought an ebook or audiobook, they would get the right files delivered by BookFunnel and they were tagged in ConvertKit and the print books were connected to the right files on the printer. I also spent time making consistent product images. It's important that the buyer knows what they are getting and for the store to look professional. So I wanted to make images where every format looked the same, obviously with a different book cover. I used mockupshots.com to create the raw images, then resized them in canva.com. You can also use bookbrush.com or there are many other image tools. I then had to set up collections, which are groups of products based on varying criteria. For example, how to write a novel is a collection featuring the various formats all on one page. Ebooks for Authors is also a collection by format, as is Mapwalker Fantasy Audiobooks. Collections are a key feature and element of the Shopify design. If you take a look at creativepanbooks.com, most pages are built using featured collections. And I might make this into a drinking game. (laughs) When I mention creativepanbooks.com, we all take a drink. (laughs) Uh, It can be orange juice or water or something, obviously. So, theme. I used Dawn, the standard theme provided as part of the Shopify account. Thanks to patron of the show, Shaw, for helping me with the design side of things. It works differently to what I'm used to with WordPress, but the standard theme has been fantastic. And I did spend way too much time looking at all the other different possibilities for themes, but actually the standard theme, Dawn, was completely fine. Payments. I set up the basics, Shopify payments and PayPal. Apps. The apps I have at the time of recording are BookVault for 
print-on-demand, convert-kit for email integration, frequently bought together, which suggests other products, GDPR slash CCPA plus cookie management, which is obviously for the email opt-in, customer privacy, also for email, and geolocation, so it knows where people are. Taxes and integrations are covered in more detail coming up. I also paid a Readsy freelancer to set up the tracking for Google Analytics and Facebook, so I can possibly use them later for more targeted advertising based on conversion. You can optimise ads for sales and conversion if you control the sales page, which makes paid ads much more effective and potentially cheaper than just the cost per click. I have no immediate plans to do paid ads, but I want the option to use them later, hence setting all that stuff up now. The goal was to get the store live and launch How to Write a Novel and expand it later. I achieved my goal, launching the Minimum Viable Store and the book on the 13th of July 2022. If you want to take this route, I suggest you follow the same approach. What is the minimum you need to get started? Then expand from there. In fact, I'd give the same advice to anyone starting out with any kind of business or becoming an author or any new venture. Keep it simple. Otherwise, it's easy to become confused and overwhelmed by all the options and you might give up. And of course, just a reminder, if you're listening and you're a new author working on your first book, (laughs) then finish the book as your first priority. Don't worry about publishing options, marketing or anything else other than finishing the book. Everything else is secondary. Software and integrations. What other services do you need? For delivering ebooks and audiobooks, set up integration with BookFunnel, which most indie authors and many readers are already familiar with, as we use it to deliver our reader magnets, do promotions, and more. Set up the ebook or audiobook within BookFunnel. Set up a delivery action. Use an SKU code on the Shopify product, it's just a blank field so you make it up yourself, and link that SKU within BookFunnel. They have easy setup instructions, links in the show notes. So what about print books? While you can do a special print run, store books at your house or in a warehouse, and then ship them to customers personally, I wanted to do print-on-demand drop shipping, which is basically the same as how Amazon KDP Print and Ingram Spark work. A customer orders and pays for the book, plus shipping. The book is printed and sent to them direct by the third-party printer. You do not have to pay a ton up front for printing loads of books. You do not have to store books or pay warehouse costs. You do not have to handle packaging, postage or shipping. The two main print-on-demand dropshipping services are Lulu Direct and BookVault.app. Choose whichever service you want as an app within your Shopify store. Set up each book on the service. The ISBN links the Shopify product to the book at the printer, but they also have options for dummy ISBNs, so you don't even need your own. At the end of the day, it's just a code linking the product with the printer. One of the benefits of selling direct is knowing who your customers are and what they bought. I use ConvertKit for my email management and it has easy integration with Shopify. I also have the GDPR slash CCPA plus cookie management app and customer privacy to adhere to the appropriate data protection rules. 
Within ConvertKit, I set up a rule for each product and assigned a tag to the customer for the product they bought, as well as sending an automatic email depending on what kind of product it was. I want to get a lot more granular with this tagging and email segmentation, but as part of my minimum viable store approach, I went with the basics and will add to this later. For payments, you need to integrate with PayPal and Stripe. Both of these require anti-money laundering checks if you're new to the platform, so make sure you allow enough time for setup. Why am I using bookvault.app for my print-on-demand books? Both Katie Cross and Morgana Best recommended Lulu Direct, but my entire backlist of paperbacks and many hardbacks are in 5x8 format, which Lulu doesn't currently support. I was also aware of bookvault.app after seeing them at a stand at the London Book Fair back in April. I kept one of their leaflets on my desk. Although the printing company behind it, Print On Demand Worldwide, has been running for over 25 years, the Shopify and WooCommerce integration is a relatively new service. My choice was either to reformat my entire backlist to 5.5 by 8.5 or go with bookvault.app. I decided on the latter and I am extremely happy with them. The print quality is excellent, the pricing is great, and their customer service has been fantastic. Thanks, Alex and Curtis. I'm also thrilled that I can do individual colour pages within the book. It means that How to Write a Novel, bought direct from me, has an interior colour title page, and I will add other colour features to books in the future. If you buy from the other normal stores, if you buy how to write a novel from other stores, all the interior pages are black and white, so you're going to know which one you've got. And uh, of course, you can use colour, but it costs you a lot more. The Book Vault version also has a silken matte cover finish and doesn't curl up or go wavy like some of the other print-on-demand services do. Sometimes do, I should say. It's not always, it's just sometimes. They have a lot of options for other print-on-demand books, so I'm excited to get more creative with print-on-demand for future releases. I tested a lot of BookVault's functionality as part of my setup and suggested improvements. The support team responded quickly and helped with all my questions. BookVault.app have a setup fee per book, but no charge to change those files in the future. If you have a large backlist, ask for a discount for bulk setup. The biggest issue, and it's not a small one, (laughs) but the biggest issue is that they currently only print in the UK as of August 2022. So if a customer orders from outside the UK, the shipping is higher than some services and certainly takes longer than the next day delivery service that many readers are used to. It can take 10 to 15 business days for delivery. However, there are ways to deal with this. First of all, understand that you are not competing with the big brand stores for printing and free, fast delivery. None of us can compete with the big stores, so don't even try. My books are available in all the usual places and customers can buy there if they want or get the the book from the library, whatever they like. But to encourage direct sales, I remind buyers that by purchasing direct, they are supporting both an independent author, me, and also an independent book printer, BookVault. 
For how to write a novel, the customer also gets a special premium print edition that is not the same as those offered on the other stores. I mean, the content is the same, but the print product feels different and looks different. Isn't it worth a few more dollars and a little longer wait for that? So if you are going to do it, communicate the time frame for delivery on the product page and on your frequently asked questions. The paperback edition of How to Write a Novel says... Shipping in the UK, three to four days, to US, Canada, Australia and other countries, it can be 10 business days or two weeks for this special edition. Communicate it again in the email that buyers are sent after purchase to avoid support emails. Based on my feedback and that of other authors, BookVault are currently investigating printers within the USA and hopefully maybe Australia and other places, so they might develop these further based on demand. Clearly, I cannot drive the whole business myself. (laughs) So the more authors who ask, the better. The more international authors who ask, the better. You can contact them through bookvault.app. You can also split your sales and use both services. Morgana Best decided to move to Bookvault because of the cheaper print prices and now sells UK print books through BookVault and international print books through Lulu Direct. And she's in Australia, so she's using Lulu everywhere else but BookVault in the UK. What about signed print books? If you want to sign the book and dedicate it to someone, you can't drop ship them. You need the books physically in your hands to sign them, then you have to ship them yourself. While you can set up the initial sale for this within Shopify or within any other payment platform, you're still going to need the print books in your house, store them and ship them, which is why I don't do this at the moment. How does the money work? What are the costs? How do I get paid? Super important topic, (laughs) for sure. So there are some upfront setup costs. Shopify has several plans and these will no doubt change over time, but right now it's ranging from US$29 to US$299 per month, depending on what level of functionality you need. Yes, I am an affiliate or I'm hoping to get that set up. So you can use my link at thecreativepen.com forward slash Shopify or just go to Shopify.com. My link as ever, thecreativepen.com forward slash Shopify. For my minimum viable store, I used it pretty much straight out of the box, with no bells and whistles. You can also try it for free and see if you want to continue. Many authors, like Morgana Best and Katie Cross, now use their Shopify store as their main author website, so this removes hosting costs for another site. To deliver ebooks and audiobooks, BookFunnel is $20 per year up to $250 per year, depending on the size of your backlist and the functionality you require. Lulu Direct and BookVault.app have minimal setup costs per book, so the total cost will depend on the size of your backlist, number of formats, and all of those things. You can buy premium themes, but I use the standard Shopify theme included with the basic Shopify plan, and I'm not paying for any other premium apps. My other costs of doing business are already covered, and I need them anyway. Things like my accountant and bookkeeper. Zero, that's X-E-R-O, for accounting software, convert kit for email, as well as the usual bank and transaction fees. 
For the print books, you also have to keep your account at the printers topped up in advance. Payment for each order printed is taken from that balance. So I just top mine up in batches of several hundred pounds, so it's not a massive outlay, especially when you are paid so quickly after sale. And BookVault have added an email that reminds you if your balance is getting low. In terms of income, one of the brilliant things about Selling Direct is how fast the money gets to your bank account. Choose the payment methods you want to accept in the settings of your Shopify store. This can include everything from Shopify payments to PayPal to Amazon Pay and other options like cryptocurrency. For my minimum viable store, I set up PayPal, where the money appears almost immediately in my account, and I can transfer to my bank account immediately because I've been using PayPal for years and have basically a trusted account. I also set up Shopify payments, which are aggregated and paid to my account within 24 to 72 hours. You can change these settings based on your requirements. Set the price for each product, factoring in your costs and the profit you want to make. You can set up different country or regional markets with different currencies, and you can pay extra to set prices per currency or use their standard exchange rate, which is what I'm actually doing at the moment, and it's working fine. The money comes into your bank account in your store currency. The main cost for ebooks and audiobooks, on top of obviously the editing and book cover design and narration, which is to create the product, is your book funnel account as discussed. So it's almost all profit for digital products, minus transaction fees, which for the basic plan is 2.9% plus 30 cents per transaction. And there may also be PayPal and bank fees, depending on how your setup is. Compare that with 30 to 65% that the third party stores take from each transaction. Or if you're traditionally published, the cut that the publisher and agent take. It's almost like you have to flip this on its head and say, okay, so what is what are my costs? that they take rather than the royalty that you get in order to figure this out. For print products, you obviously need to factor in the cost of printing, as well as some exchange rate differences which come into play for overseas shipping. The shipping is paid for by the customer on top of the price of the book. So you, you just have to just add a little bit just in case the exchange rate differences uh, aren't enough. As an example, Mary buys How to Write a Novel Direct. The book cost is £10.99. The postage and packaging within the UK is £3.39. This is much easier on the notes, by the way, so you can always go and have a look uh, if you want to. I receive that money almost immediately if it's on PayPal or within a few days through ShopPay. I have already put some prepaid credit onto BookVault and they use that credit to offset the printing and shipping. My printing cost is £3.58 and my shipping cost is £3.39. Total cost, £6.97. Profit on this sale, £7.41, which is around US$9. Yes, profit on a print book, £7.41. Then there are fees on PayPal and Shopify, which will depend on the plan you use. Assuming 2.9% plus 30 cent per transaction, the fee would be around 71 pence. So the total profit after fees, £6.70 around eight US dollars. My books are also available through Amazon KDP Print and Ingram Spark, where I make around £3.40 profit per book. So that's about half of what I make on my own store. And of course, that money doesn't arrive in my bank account for at least 60 days. 
Traditionally published authors may only see a fraction of that profit, for example, 10 to 20% of net on paperbacks, depending on terms of the contract. Yes, I could make my printed books cheaper, but this is a business and the whole point is providing a great product for a reasonable price and making a profit. This way, selling direct is more profitable for print books as well as digital formats. That is a game changer. And in this publishing world, (laughs) we need to change the game. What about tax? So, of course, I am not a financial, legal or tax advisor. None of this is financial, tax or legal advice. Tax settings per product vary by country and in some places by state. Your country and the country of the customer will also make a difference to the tax situation per product. I was definitely put off by the tax situation. Payhip handles EU taxes and all the third-party stores handle sales taxes, VAT and all of that. So using these platforms seemed like the best option. It still is for most people. But it turned out that I was totally overstating the tax issues. It really is not that big a deal once you figure it out. Spending a few hours in the fine print really does pay off in the long run. I put aside some time and I researched what I needed to do per product. For example, in the UK, ebooks do not have VAT or sales tax applied, but stationery like workbooks do, and so do audiobooks. The EU VAT tax has to be applied per country of the customer, and the invoice has to include certain information. There are thresholds in other countries which determine whether you need to account for tax there. And there are also tax treaties that apply depending on your jurisdiction and where you're selling. Clearly, all of that will vary depending on your situation. So please do not email me to ask about your taxes. (laughs) I made a list based on my research and I sent it to my accountant. She adjusted a couple of things and then approved my settings, which I then set up within the Shopify tax and duties area. They have a handy setting for the European Union, which was my biggest concern. But again, it's not been that big a deal. The fear was greater than the actual event. There are premium tax apps on Shopify. TaxJar and Quaderno are two options. But I found that the standard Shopify tax report works just fine for my needs. I send the standard report to my accountant and they deal with the VAT for me, which they already do for my other tax-related transactions. Given that everyone is in a different situation in terms of company setup, country, tax jurisdiction and more, you will have to figure this out for yourself. But once I set aside the time and waded through a ton of tax pages, it was not that big a deal. And now the setup is done, it's sorted until I add more products when I will need to go through that again. But it really is a sort of setup task. How long does the setup take? So there is definitely a learning curve as Shopify is essentially a new system, but the time it takes to get to grips with it will depend on your confidence and your patience with technology, how many products you have, how much testing you need to do and how much help you have. It took me 40 to 50 hours to set up my store, including testing all the integrations, and that is hours spent, not time elapsed. I had a lot to build because of the extent of my backlist and all my formats. And although I had help from authors with existing stores, I didn't have a clear blueprint to follow. If you have fewer products and even less technical experience than I have, you could probably do it quicker. 
Although it was a push to get it all done for the launch, I learned how the Shopify system works and making changes to my store is now just as easy as it is for me to change my WordPress sites, which I've done pretty much myself, like 98% myself for, uh, well, since 2008. So for 14 years now. You can, of course, pay someone to set up your store for you if you just look at Shopify freelancers, there's lots out there. But if you want to keep costs down and understand how it all works, set aside some time, jump in and have a play. You can password protect your site until you're ready to set it live. This can-do attitude has always been my default position. And if you think I had an advantage working as an SAP consultant all those years ago, think again. I have a master's degree in theology, if you hadn't known that before, from the University of Oxford and a postgraduate diploma in psychology. Yes, theology and psychology. (laughs) I have, of course, invested in many short courses over the years and gazillions of books, but I have no degree in computing, internet marketing, publishing, writing or anything related to how I make a living, basically. You can learn as you go. You just need the right attitude. And of course, in terms of help, I did ask various people questions, but there was limited formal training or help for authors who want to sell books on Shopify. There are tons of tutorials for selling other products, but nothing specifically for us. But now that has changed since even since I've been doing this. So Morgana Best has her great new book, as I talked about earlier this week. Her new book is Stop Making Others Rich, How Authors Can Make Bank Selling Direct. And she also has a course on selling direct, which includes help with Shopify. I am an affiliate of the course, thecreativepen.com forward slash Shopify course. And it's on pre-order now, so you can actually go um, buy it. And it starts in September 2022. So check it out, thecreativepen.com forward slash Shopify course. So the setup will be much, much easier now because you can follow some instructions. Uh, But I still recommend you question what you need for your store, because I have I've differed from Morgana, I mean, and I've differed from Katie Cross and every author is different. So start with the minimum viable store and look at things over time. Other questions. What about support issues? How time consuming has it been? Well, since I've already been selling direct for years and all my sales so far are to my existing audience, most went through with no problems. A couple of people had issues with book funnel downloads. A couple of people had issues with PayPal Express checkout in the UK specifically. And a couple of people have emailed about how long the print book delivery is to the USA. But the vast majority, 96% in fact, of orders have been fine with no support. I update my frequently asked questions page and my post-purchase email as the issues come in and I'm training my virtual assistant, the wonderful Alexandra, to answer the more common ones. And of course, if I grow my store to massive size, I can outsource uh, customer service. But don't need to do that right now. So what about marketing? How do you get traffic to your store? Well, these days you have to drive traffic to your books on every store. So regardless of how you publish, you have to find a way to attract readers to your books. Pretty much all marketing tips apply to your own store as much as they do elsewhere. I've been using the same primary marketing methods for over a decade, email marketing and content marketing. I have two main email lists, get my free author blueprint at thecreativepen.com forward slash blueprint and get a free thriller at jfpen.com forward slash free. 
There's a link to sign up in the back of all my books and links on my website, the podcast and all over social media. I email every few weeks to the non-fiction audience and every month or so to my fiction audience. I include photos and articles and links to the podcast, affiliate offers and yes, my books. Direct first or direct only sales will help bring customers over. For the launch of How to Write a Novel, I emailed my list, announced it on the podcast and directed buyers to the purchase page on, you guessed it, creativepanbooks.com. It's been direct so far a month as this goes out and will be on all the usual stores in the next few days, mid-August 2022. In terms of direct only, the How to Write a Novel workbook is only available at my store. I won't publish that anywhere else, at least for now. In the future, I intend to launch direct first and direct only for different products, and you can also easily provide discount codes to encourage purchase. I sent them out to my patrons and to my email list and will continue to do direct only discounts over time, so make sure you're on my email list. In terms of content marketing, I have two podcasts, the Creative Pen podcast, which you might be listening to now, uh, and Books and Travel, both with transcripts and show notes, which are essentially blog posts, which many people read separately to the listening audience. This brings traffic to the store as I announce different things over time. I'm also updating my links everywhere on social media, website pages, email signatures. some point, I will work through the backlist of my books and add buy direct from me. (laughs) You know the site, you know the bookstore by now. (laughs) One good tip, and I think Morgana Best gave me this one, is to have your reading order on your shop. Um, For fiction authors, particularly having a reading order is really good. And link to that reading order from the back of your books so customers explore further. Of course, you can use paid advertising Most of the social media platforms have social commerce embedded now, and since you can measure conversion, it enables far more optimised ads than paying for clicks. I haven't done this yet, but I do have the Facebook Pixel on the store and also Google Analytics for future use. Of course, I have a whole book on marketing and it's available in audiobook on your favourite audiobook store. Or yes, you can buy it direct from me at, you guessed it, I need a little drum roll, don't I? (laughs) Creativepenbooks.com. 99% of how to market a book applies to your own store as much as any other platform. Morgana Best also includes marketing ideas in Stop Making Others Rich. There are endless ideas for marketing books. You just have to change your mindset about where you send your readers. So what are my future plans for creativepenbooks.com? While I was in the exhausted phase after the initial build and book launch, I wondered whether it was all worth the effort. This is a common feeling amongst authors who make the decision to publish wide, let alone sell direct. But my friend and creative mentor, Orna Ross, who uses WooCommerce, by the way, on her website, reminded me, think what this store could be in 10 years time. Now, this long-term attitude can be hard to maintain. Even I needed reminding of it. But it's what I have built my existing business on and it's what I will build the next decade of my business on. I am beyond excited to have a fledgling e-commerce site that is not dependent on the ever-changing requirements of the online bookstores, where I can deliver interesting and unique aspects of my creativity and where I own the customer relationship plus where I get paid first rather than last. 
I still plan to be primarily wide with my books as ever, available everywhere you buy or borrow books, but I will launch direct first in future. Everything I write and create will be released on my store first, a few weeks or even a few months before the other stores. I will also offer discounts to my email list and existing audience to buy direct. This is a mindset shift for me, because although I have sold direct for over a decade, it has been a secondary market. I focused on the major stores first and had direct sales as an afterthought. Now I want to switch my effort the other way. So I have many plans for creativepenbooks.com to take it beyond the minimum viable store. In the short term, I need to finish the initial build, add the remaining bundles and box sets, add other formats, large print and hardback where appropriate, sort out my social media integrations with Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter, and build better email autoresponder flows so they are more than just one basic email per author name. I also want to look into new products, and this is more medium term, merchandise. I want to replace the creative range, which is currently on Society6, with print-on-demand merchandising vendors on Shopify. I want to revisit the creative journal idea, which I talked about with the late uh, Joel Friedlander, or must be five years ago now, and decided not to do it. Um, I've also always wanted to do a creative pen (laughs) I mean, come on, I have to do one. Also, I take a lot of photos on my travels and I have many beautiful images. I'd like to look at how I could use them in products, for example, print-on-demand cards and other things, since they are essentially intellectual property assets I own and control. Now, of course, I have other books coming, so my pilgrimage memoir will probably be my next book although I have a short story coming before then but I also want to do travel guides so these will be not so much books but pdf guides with lots of images uh, for various walks so the St Cuthbert's Way for example and perhaps audio walking tours that go along with my books say South Bank uh, of London. I want to do audio programs, so I want to do some audio-only sort of mini-courses. I'll also adapt some of the audio of my video courses and turn them into audio-only products. And NFT special editions. So Shopify has currently in beta NFT functionality, and uh, I think probably in 2023, NFTs and blockchain apps will become more user-friendly. And as I mentioned in uh, earlier this week, the first sort of publisher is taking it seriously with Pearson looking at NFTs for secondhand books. So I think this is going to be fascinating. And I'm really encouraged. One of the reasons I went with Shopify is because of the Web3 potential with uh blockchain and NFTs and cryptocurrencies. And because of how tech will change, definitely will change in the next decade, I want to build on a platform that is looking to engage with all of this stuff. So I'm confident that as as things change, their software will adapt as well. I also want to try some of the other creative print options that bookvault.app offers, like foil lamination and different cover materials. Yes, you can do this kind of cool stuff with print on demand. So I want to experiment with more beautiful, special print products. I also want to look into new payment methods like Amazon Pay, which is hilarious, <laughs> given it's not the Amazon store, but you know whatever makes it easier for people to pay, basically. And crypto payments. I also want to make the most of SEO, search engine optimization, and the reporting that Shopify provides. 
As a small example, as I was preparing this, I went to my homepage within my Shopify admin platform, where it every day includes recommendations to improve your store little by little. One section said, some of your visitors can't find what they are looking for. People are searching for these terms on your online store, but aren't getting any results. You might want to add them to your product descriptions to help them out. So basically, two customers had searched for Scrivener on creativepenbooks.com in the last week. So I immediately took action and added my Scrivener tutorial onto the site and linked to it on my Frequently Asked Questions page. So now if you search for Scrivener, you get the tutorial. So that's just a tiny example. And Shopify offer tips like this every time you log in, all customised to your store. Now, I love the idea of taking these little action steps and improving my store by 1% a day, or even half a percent a day, which will compound over time to a much more significant e-commerce platform, resulting in more of my income through direct sales. I also need to add in new forms of marketing, update the back of all my books, and I'll probably play with some paid ads at some point. Shopify has a vast e-commerce system, so there is a lot more for me to learn. I don't even know what I don't know right now, but the possibilities are exciting. There's so much potential. So who knows where creativepenbooks.com might be in 10 years time. So was the temporary setup pain worth it? Well, hopefully you will know by now. Absolutely. In the end, this is a mindset shift and a business shift, obviously, towards building a truly independent creative business. It's about changing the game and focusing on what I want to create and sell rather than trying to keep up with the ever-changing requirements of the third-party stores and ad platforms, all of which I'm still using, by the way. And I've got to keep stressing that. Of course, I will still publish most of my books in all the usual places and I use paid ads to all the usual places and I appreciate you buying or borrowing my books from wherever you want to. But in terms of my author business, I will slowly switch my focus to selling direct. I value creative and financial freedom above pretty much all else and I'm thinking about creativepanbooks.com as the cornerstone of my next decade as an author entrepreneur, the basis of my creator economy. Interesting times ahead as ever. So just a few more things. Uh, Is direct sales for you? Well, got to be honest, if you just want to write and don't want to run a business as an author, direct sales is not for you. And if you are freaked out by technology in general, this is not for you. If you're still here <laughs> and you feel a pull of curiosity, then direct sales might be right for your author business. Start with your minimum viable store, whatever that is, and go from there. Also, you can try out creativepenbooks.com with free ebooks and audio. You can just try it as a customer without spending any money. You can get the following products for free. You can get Stone of Fire, which the 2022 edition, which I rewrote earlier this year, Successful Self-Publishing and Blood, Sweat and Flame, which is a short story of mine inspired by Netflix's uh, series Blown Away about um, Hot Chop glass blowing. Uh, anyway, Blood, Sweat and Flame, short story written and narrated by me, J.F. Penn. So that's two, a, a non-fiction ebook, a fiction ebook and a fiction uh, audio book. You can get all of those for free at creativepenbooks.com. They're all just set to zero. You don't need a code. You can just go in and do that and see how it works. 
Of course, you're welcome to buy something too. So what if you want to do this and you need help with your Shopify store? Well, as ever, I will continue to share my journey and my lessons learned along the way. And if you're a patron of the podcast, you can ask your specific questions in the monthly Q&A. You can become a patron at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the creative pen. I'll also include some more thoughts in my creator economy mini course, which uh, is coming soon. I'm hoping to get that done before I head off on my pilgrimage. So uh, that that is coming, but it won't be specifically on Shopify. It's much, much bigger concept. But for more help, check out Morgana Best's new book, Stop Making Others Rich, How Authors Can Make Bank Selling Direct. And Morgana has a course, Authors Selling Books on Shopify, coming out in September 22, 2022, which you can pre-order, or if it is September or October, you can get it at thecreativepen.com forward slash Shopify course. Morgana also has a Facebook group, Authors Selling Direct, links in the show notes. So that is it. We are done. The epic in between episode, which I'm also recording in the heat wave in the UK in my little recording booth surrounded by blankets. So it is super hot in here. <laughs> so I hope it's useful. Please let me know what you think in the comments. Is direct sales the future for indie authors? What are your questions around selling direct on Shopify? And if you already have a Shopify store, I would love to know your lessons learned, your tips. Uh, You can, as ever, leave a comment on the show notes, which have loads. This one has tons of links. Just go to thecreativepen.com. If it's recent, just go to the blog page and it will be recent or go to the podcast page and you can find the backlist. Um, Or you can leave a comment on the YouTube channel. You can tweet me at thecreativepen with a double N. You can email me, joanna at thecreativepen.com. And uh, yeah, if you're a patron, you can ask questions, you can uh, do comments. Uh, Yeah, there you go. So I hope you found this solo episode useful, whether you're considering selling direct now or later on. And as you can tell, I am excited about what it could mean for the next decade of my author career. And as ever, I will share lessons learned along the way. You can help fund these kind of in-between episodes, which obviously take a lot of extra work, and get access to my private Q&A sessions if you support the show at patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the creative pen. Or if you don't want to support monthly, you can always buy me a coffee or two at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the creative pen, or just buy a book at creativepenbooks.com. Next Monday, it's back to Writing Craft with Becca Puglisi talking about writing conflict. In the meantime, happy writing and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found it helpful. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes available at thecreativepen.com forward slash podcast. You can also get your free author blueprint at thecreativepen.com forward slash blueprint. If you'd like to connect, you can tweet me at The Creative Pen or find me on Facebook at The Creative Pen. See you next time.